So Father, you said, in your presence is fullness of joy. Father, here on this Sunday night, as we come to the close of this 10th month, what a year. What a year 23 has been. And what a year 24. Oh, Father, I thank you for the spirit of faith. I thank you that as we look forward, we look forward with hope and expectation. Who is like the Lord? Who is like the Lord? Who is like you? Siempre ama marana moromiana solo no es el ama la sola Siempre ama marana androvoya sola mayantulo vaya na manaya sola Siempre ama mbreambra maniambra manan sola mandrovo Simbri amam propora prapadayo su. So powerful. And so, Father, you've shown, you've shown us so many things over the years. Some are just getting started, Father. And you're pulling back the veil of eternity, of the operations that works within the realms of your glory. You said that you would anoint her eyes that we would see. We can't wait, Father. For there is none like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. Oh, in each and every way, I could search for all eternity. Oh, and find there is none. Thank you all, this is beautiful. 
There is none like you. Come on. He's the God of eternity. No one else can touch my heart like you do. so much more to see. with me all over this room, those that are watching online. I pray that your eyes are open to the true supernatural operations of God. That the limitations of this present age shall not be a box of boredom, of works, your eyes will be so open to the operations of the workings of the Spirit that you will begin to see things clearly. That a revelation will come to you that that line that separates the natural from the supernatural is so much thinner than what we thought. Oh, Father, we're aware of the invasions, the invasions of a heavenly kind among us. That's something truly beyond our ability to know is happening. But Father, make us so aware 
just like the prophet said to his servant Gehazi. Open his eyes that he might see that there are more for us than against us. Just out of your hearts, begin to pray in the spirit right now. Come on, every person. Those at home, just change your position. Walk about your living room. Pray in the spirit. Pray out the perfect plan and the purposes of the Father. Work with the spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. Say this with me, something supernatural is taking place in my life. I believe that I'm seeing, hearing, knowing more than what I've ever done before of a supernatural way. I'm open, I'm ready to go where I've never gone before to do what needs to be done now in this time. If you believe that, shout a big amen. Glory to God. Hug somebody's neck tonight. Amen. Shake somebody's hand. You may take your seats. Thank you to everyone watching online. You're so welcome tonight. We know it's fall break. Amen. But we are so blessed. Praise the Lord. Thank you to the precious worship team behind us. Amen. And to all those ministry of helps that we never see, but they are behind walls, behind windows and behind places, and we give God all the glory, all the honor, in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said a big amen. Glory to God. I'd like you to go to Ezekiel chapter 1 with me, please. Hallelujah. Isn't the Lord good? Praise the Lord. Aren't you blessed for fall break? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For some of us, it comes and goes. We didn't even know it was here. Amen. For those who are involved with school still, you know it's here. Praise the Lord. Pardon me. You're redeemed. Thank God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I was so aware and I've been so aware and I want you just to understand these things. Is, and I want you to see births and deaths in a very spiritual, supernatural way. You know, there's a debate that when babies come, you know, at which point the spirit of that child is placed within. That's not for me to discuss or debate tonight. But we know that at the time, basically, of somewhere around conception, a spirit from heaven is placed within that child. How many people understand that? And that spirit then, is able to stay here on earth because of this physical suit, this earth suit. It's the only way that we can be here on the earth is because of these 
amazing bodies. Isn't it amazing that God didn't give us something that was just half ready? He gave us an amazing suit. So just like you would need a space suit to go into space, you need an earth suit as a spirit to work, to live, and to be on the earth. You say, oh, man, that's, that's way out there, Pastor. No. So if you can get in, in your mind's eye that when babies are being born, spirits are coming. And when these earth suits don't want to work anymore, spirits are returning. If you take it completely away from the natural sense of just human, and you actually get the eye of the spirit of spirits coming and spirits returning. It's quite an awesome picture. Just lift your hands right now to the Lord. Close your eyes and just meditate two minutes on what I just said. Spirits coming and spirits returning. all with specific jobs, specific functions. Sarabi ora pionga la salde, care fiato, can melksuko. Vel vel mel po sol velel pelel vololoko you see, as my people, that if you will truly get with me, I will show you things, workings, Many drive their vehicles every day, says the Spirit of the Lord, and they don't know how that vehicle works. In like manner, many pray with me every day, and yet they still do not understand how it all works. I hear this by the Spirit. An invitation stands for each and all to respond to his voice and, yes, respond to a call. A call to know and to understand the ways of the Spirit. to see things clearly as the Father would show and to know 
the unlimited, surpassing. A working of the Spirit's flow. John was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. What does that mean? And yet the Lord said, come up here and I will show you. through Jesus for us to operate in and through. For you said it was not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. Father, forgive us. for being so limited of not understanding truly what we carry who we carry Sí. 
even to this statement has become cliche. Churches are born to do great and supernatural deeds, acts, and works. And yet, Still, we are limited to change regions, cities, towns, villages, areas, territories. To not only combat the forces of darkness, but to rule and reign over these agents. dark world. so many books of those who have gone before us on how Father God they operated and worked in the things of the Spirit but we need those Father God now that are on the earth to not only witness the same of this present world are nothing to him that believes. Father, that we would even truly know that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. gave 
this to us. Everything on it and everything under it. which is in the mountains and that which is under the soil. You said that we would have dominion over the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. Amazes me, Father. That money was in the fish's mouth. And you said that we would be your people and you would be our God. And you said we would be different. church emerged 2,000 years ago, the people knew that a different group was among them, not by the great messages by the fancy churches, but because of power, power was present. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Will we take it right now? What does that mean? What does that mean? We read our Bibles. We pray our little prayers. But are we mindful We are spirits on assignment. Receive this. Si la papar fedazulo pobreas. Tin valako valayos see Mr. Senator over here. You couldn't really go to Oklahoma City just as a spirit. That's why we can see Dana Prayer. But the real reason you're there is who you are. That's the part we can't see. 
but we begin to see it by you fulfilling. Why as a spirit, you were sent there, clothed in a body. You see, God had to put himself in a man. So powerful. Lift your hands and say, I am on assignment. Going somewhere to do something very powerful. How many people believe this tonight? You see, if you see yourself merely as a human, just getting up, trying to make this body look as best as you can, cleaning your teeth, shaving your head. See, some of you, you brush your hair and blow it out and all of those different things, and, but you have no idea the joy it is to shave a head. <laughs> For some of you, that's a horror picture right there. How many people are glad you came tonight? So I want to give you a glimpse. I've been listening to the book of Ezekiel. And I just get all like, my God. And I'm not listening to Ezekiel 38 and 39. I'm not looking for wars. I'm not looking for the end. The end is finding me. And I find myself at the end. But for me as a believer, I have nothing to fear. How many people understand that? Nothing. And even if a stray missile even hit and took you out, absent from the body and present from the Lord. Spirits coming, spirits going. Spirits coming, spirits going. Spirits coming. Spirit's going. <laughs> Thank you, my sister. I'm with you. Hallelujah. It does me that way too. See, like that? And some of you don't understand what it's like to feel like that. But one of these days you will. You're going to get like a thump in your belly and a boom. <laughs> You're like, what was that? And you say, that was the move of the Holy Ghost. And you could be in a very important meeting and you start to feel your whole inside starting to go and ripple like a washboard. And you're thinking, not now, Jesus. <laughs> Don't you ever dare. I had a friend. I think I've told you this. I had a friend. This is way back. And I was probably um, 19, 19-ish. And we would all get together and pray. We'd pray in different places. We'd pray at the lake. We'd pray at Crawford's Burn. We would pray, pardon me? They don't know where, don't know where that is. But anyway, it's beautiful. It's on the earth. Hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, and we, would, we would talk about these things. And, you know, we'd go camping and things like that and take guitars. You know, just four or five guys. We'd just be... 
and we'd just be singing and praying and and all those different things. Well, we got home, and this one night, I think we were, it was about 11, 11.30 at night, we had been talking about the things of the Spirit. We were so hungry for the things of God, and we were talking about the Lord appearing. <laughs> and uh, so Chris McGuire, if you ever met him, he is a, was just an amazing guy, loved the Lord, uh, came out of a Roman Catholic background, and just amazing what the Lord did in his life. And uh, we left, he kept praying, and he said about a couple of hours later, he says a bright light started to come into the room. <laughs> we laughed and joked about it the next day. I said, well, what happened? He said, I ran up the stairs, jumped into bed, and pulled the covers over my head, and said, oh, not tonight, Lord, not tonight. So we laughed, and, and it was such a funny moment. As you can see, it still affects me. Because if you knew him, it would make it more funny because he was a very animated um, person. Amen, but praise the Lord. Look at Geneva and say, if the Lord wants to come tonight, he's coming. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I want to show you this here, and then I want to read you some things, because when I was listening to this, the Lord reminded me on some things, and, and I really felt like the green, green light for the Lord, do this Sunday night, praise the Lord. And the way that tonight has went with worship, and it's just been the perfect uh, leading and segue into this. Amen. So look at this in Ezekiel. I want you to read this with open eyes, with open hearts, with, with spirituality. Can you do that with me? Amen. Are you ready? You got your Bible? You got your phone? I want you to see it, that it's in your Bible. Praise the Lord. Because people are still Ezekiel 1. People are still too boxed and limited to even natural existence as believers. If we truly believe these things happened, when Stephen was being stoned, and he looks up and he sees the glory of God. Well, come on, we don't need to be being stoned to see the glory of God. There's some people that are stoned and they see all types of things, you know. <laughs> you, know you know, but we're not talking about that sort of stoned. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify, just in case you thought I was giving it the big thumbs up, hey. Hey, man, do what you need to do, you know. Mark Barkley walked into a ministry somewhere in the United States. Here he went to minister, and he walked in, and he smelt marijuana. And he smelt it. It was coming from the pastor's office. And he's asked the pastor, what are you doing? And he said, oh, it relaxes me and helps me prophesy easier. Mark Barkley didn't stick around left the pastor to his own prophesying. <laughs> but I know here, we, we're like, oh no, that's terrible. But there are places tonight that's all about it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm all about the Lord. Hallelujah. And I'm all about the things of the Spirit. Look at this in Ezekiel chapter 1, and it says this, Now when I was in my 
thirtieth year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was in the midst of captivity beside the river Jabar in Babylonia, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. I'd like you to underline that, highlight that, because this shouldn't be just for way back. Come on, how many people's ready for an adventure? Yeah, some of you didn't put up your hand. You're kind of like, Meh. praise the Lord. Just me and my confessions, I'm good. Praise the Lord. I'm ready for an adventure. Come on. God wants to take me in the middle of the night around the world on an adventure. Hallelujah. How many people's ready for that? How many people's ready to see things that you never saw before? <laughs> And it says, on the fifth day of the month, which was in the fifth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Chabar, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. And as I looked, behold, a stormy wind came out of the north. I want to just say this again. As I looked... A stormy wind came out of the north, and a great cloud with a fire enveloping it and flashing continually. A brightness was about it, and out of the midst of it there seemed to glow amber metal out of the midst of the fire. And out of the midst of it came the likeness of four living creatures, creatures or cherubim. I want you to, to underline this, highlight this. I want you to understand that this is what you are reading and this is not really normal. And out of the midst of it came the likeness of four living creatures, or cherubim, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. But each one had four faces, and each one had four wings, and their legs were straight legs. <laughs> I guess, that's a little Irish there, and their legs were straight legs. And the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot, and they sparkled like burnished bronze. And they had the hands of a man under their wings on their four sides, and the four of them had their faces and their wings thus. Their wings touched one another. They turned not when they went, but when every one straight forward, but went every one straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, they each had the face of a man in the front, and each had the face of a lion on the right side, the face of an ox on the left side, and the four also had the face of an eagle at the back of their heads. Such were their faces, and their wings were stretched out upward. Each creature had four wings, two wings of each one were touching the adjacent wing of the creatures on either side of it, and the remaining two wings of each creature covered his body. This is outstanding. And they went, everyone, straight forward. Wherever the Spirit would go, they went, and they turned not when they went. In the midst of the living creatures, creatures there was what looked like burning coals of fire, like torches moving to and fro among the living creatures. The fire was bright, and out of the fire went forth lightning, and the living creatures darted back and forth like a flash of lightning. 
Now, as I was still looking at the living creatures, I saw one wheel upon the ground beside each of the living creatures with its four faces. As to the appearance of the wheels and their construction and appearance, they gleamed like chrysolite, and the four were formed alike. And their construction work was it work was as it were a wheel within a wheel. When they went, they went in one of their four directions without turning, for they were faced that way. As for their rims, they were so high and they were so dreadful, and the four had their rims full of eyes round about. And when the living creatures went, the wheels went beside them. And when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. Whatever, wherever the spirit went, the creatures went, and the wheels rose along with them. For the spirit or life of the four living creatures acting as one living creature was in the wheels. When those went, these went, and when those stood, these stood, and when those were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up high beside them, for the spirit or life of the combined living creature was in the wheels. You say, what on earth? How many people in this room had a vision like this last night? Now, when you read Revelation, it is full of supernatural beings. Listen to me. I really believe that the Spirit is provoking and is really challenging, if even somewhat rebuking the state of the church, of how spiritually illiterate we have actually become dumbed and dulled when it comes to spiritual affairs, matters, and operations. Paul said, I would not have you ignorant regarding spiritual. That's where it stops. Anything else was put in right there in that verse at the hand of the translators. What Paul was saying, I need you to understand things which are spiritual. You see, as Christians, the height of what a lot of us do is that we just read our Bibles. We pray a little prayer. But yet, why would God sentence us and limit us to that Beverly said, blah. <laughs> when the scripture points us to something way beyond this world. Creatures, living creatures, beings of a kind. I've been so encouraged recently by Pastor Rick teaching on what he's been teaching. Anybody been listening to Pastor Rick Renner recently? It's been phenomenal. 
And my heart has been so stirred and jumping because I too, over this last several years, have been in origins. One thing to understand, life before. And now we have a wonderful teacher in the body of Christ who is bringing to light and bringing to bear. Pastor Paul maybe wasn't all that wrong. There's so much more. Look at your neighbor and say, there's so much more. So much is given to Hollywood, the credit. Even Dr. Strange. And even Christians will look at that and say, weird man. That's such a mind-bending warp. But yet we have no idea as believers the multidimensional operations of an all-seeing, all-knowing God. How many people's ready to go on a journey? Mara Sophia. You say, Pastor, you're getting weirder and weirder. No, I'm getting more spiritual and more spiritual. Because I'm telling you, we're going to need power like we have never known. And you think that you're going to combat these dark princes in this end times just as a little Christian reading your little scriptures and just praying your little self-consumed prayers? You are never going to make it. And you're going to stand there in the day of persecution hoping to Jesus that he hears you. And I mean, where is the power now when all those years you should have been working at the power and working at the unseen and working at I wish I had learned the workings of operations, of the intercessions, of the workings of God, the Spirit of God coming upon me to give me what I need so that I can interact and work with God. Are there any believers in this room? Come on! I believe we haven't seen anything yet, and I believe we're going to see heaven on earth. If you believe that, shout a big amen. Heaven! When I read Revelations, the book of Revelations, when I'm listening now, and it was the Lord, and I'm listening to Ezekiel, I'm listening to Ezekiel, and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I look at the things that the Lord has done in me, and I look at the things that I've seen, and yet a very small measure. but I'm ready. How many people's ever heard about people being translated in the spirit? Wave at me if you've ever heard that. Keep your hand up if that's ever happened to you. Why not? Because we've become a people of hearing what happens to others. Did you hear what happened to sister such and such? Wow. And we get hungry for a moment for the same thing, but I'm not looking for the same thing. I'm looking for my own part to play. Wheel within a wheel. 
<laughs> and I don't care if you see the ox and I see the lion, as long as I'm seeing something. <laughs> Why would God hide the best part from me? You see, if all you're looking at now is the terror and the horror on the earth, then your eyes are too minimized in its capacity to truly see what is going on. <laughs> wow! You see, so many people, all they're doing is just quoting scriptures of faith. Building up my faith. But what are you building it for? There has to be a reason to build it. Well, I'm building it for the car. Well, I think you'll get to heaven and say, you know, that was good. Stuff comes by faith. But I believe that you'll see that heaven will say, you, you limited me. Because your faith could have had you doing a whole lot more than just believing for a car. <laughs> Jesus had gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I don't know at the age of two if he was doing 50 scriptures a day regarding gold coming down. But in the plan of God, gold was destined to find him. <laughs> oh, I feel like doing a dance. I have the, I have the anointing in my legs. <laughs> Lift your hands and say, something good is destined to find me. <laughs> Come on, somebody receive it right now. Something very, very good is about to find me. Something very good. Very good. Come on, there's faith in that right now. In the name of Jesus, there is faith in that. I can feel it. It's potent. Peter had nothing to do with the money in the mouth of the fish. Saying, Pastor, I wish you would get off this. No. I am not getting off it because I am right in the middle of it. Peter had nothing to do with it. Jesus did not say to Peter, Peter, go and start confessing so we can pay these bills. I know this is Tulsa and I might get somebody saying bad things to me. And I believe in all the confession. I'm just setting the record straight. I believe in it all. But I believe that people are prone to go from ditch to ditch. And they leave no room for the move of the supernatural. or the ordained happenings of what God desires to do. <laughs> Jesus is coming whether you confess it or not. 
Do you know that you get nothing for fillers? Like a vitamin capsule. What you want is the pure, right? I bought myself some cayenne pepper capsules. They say you just take the powder, you know, because everything that it touches, it affects. I said I'd start with the capsules, just in case I don't like the effect in my mouth. <laughs> right? I said take two. I said I'll try one. But what I didn't want was other stuff in there. I just wanted <laughs> cayenne pepper. You think about your prayer life, your workings with God. How many hallelujahs do you put in there? How many fillers do you put in there? Think about the books that are written today. Of all the stuff of the substance that is there, and then you have the fillers to bulk it out. It's true. Because a lot of the books would be 20 pages if we got it as a concentrate. But a 20-page book wouldn't be able to sell for $14.99. So we need the fillers so that at least we're holding something that looks like it's worth $14.99. It's got quiet in this Presbyterian church. I'll come over here. We're getting ready for the greatest adventure of our lives. Some of these kids, these youngsters, I'm telling you, these teenagers, they were about to see a show like we... You, you just don't even understand it. Amen. I'm telling you, if Ezekiel can talk like Ezekiel can talk, don't you look at me and think Paul Brady's off his rocker. Go tell that to Ezekiel. I, John, was in the spirit. Oh, John, stop being so weird. I heard a voice from heaven said, come up here. I want to show John, stop it. John, that's not marketable. We are never going to reach the masses, John, you saying things like that. But there's a lot of the masses are about to see whether they're going to heaven or whether they're going to hell. <laughs> I'm going to heaven. Oh, you don't sound like a bunch of people that's going to heaven. I'm going to heaven, but you know what? Majority of folks don't even know what they're going to. I'm just going to heaven. Some people think you're going to be worshiping for eternity. <laughs> oh, how wrong you are. Clouds and harps and 
little fat chubby angels. <laughs> you are so wrong. Little fat chubby people, but not angels. Come on, lift your hands, even some so come, Lord Jesus. Come on, I can sense this in this place tonight. Woo, I can feel it in my spirit. Come on, you're speaking words of life, words of the spirit. You're not conjuring up those words in your mind. And some people even will fight it today and fight me today about speaking in tongues. And you are speaking words, words of life, words filled with destiny, words that were not formed in your own intellect and in your own mentality. Words that are coming straight from heaven. Words that are coming straight from the Father. Words that are full of the perfection of God. Wow. 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 And people still want to debate whether we should or whether we shouldn't. What are those sounds? Why is pastor doing that? What is that? Oh, why is he moaning? Why is he groaning? I don't know, but I'm telling you, if I was in my right mind like some of you are, amen, if I was still trapped to my right mind like some of you are, I would maybe not do these things. I would just sing a little song in worship. I would create an environment that everybody would want to come to. They would expect nothing that would ask for nothing, that would demand nothing. There would be no challenge, but the challenge is here. The challenge is at the door. The challenge is coming right to your house. The challenge is coming to your bedroom, and you're not going to be able to live your life like you used to live your life because God is coming. Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. And you're going to hear sounds come out of you, words come out of you. You're going to see yourself do things. I'm telling you, your insides are going to move, and I'm telling you, you're going to see your belly move. Some of you, that will be an earthquake, but I'm telling you, some of you will begin to see these things. And you will wonder what is going on. I tell you what's going on. The supernatural operations of God. I'm so tired of bored, boring, boring people. I'm telling you, people will try to fight me. Stay in English, Brother Brady. We can't understand what you're praying. Well, why are you staying always in kindergarten? We should be graduated by now. When I teach, I teach in a, in, a, in a language that you can understand. But when I pray, I pray in the spirit and with my understanding. What is understanding? What I understand is the spirit. Not what I understand as a man, no. 
this is the trouble with a lot of folks, guys. You're so intellectually anal. <laughs> Lock the doors. Don't let anybody... Uh... You see someone like me, and I'm like a threat. I'm like a threat to your tidy, cozy... Your world is so tight, everything around you squeaks. And unless you can literally grasp it with that beautiful mind God has given you, it's like, what is this? This crazy fool at the front of the church. Give me substance of a nature that I can salivate with that I can get into the these and the thous and break down homiletically. We'll come to your house and pray, and oh yes, oh, it'll be so organized. The lovely mood music will be playing, and your lexicons and leprechauns will all be lined up for all of us to see. And you'll have your list. Oh. Behold, <laughs> behold, Jeremy comes quickly. <laughs> it's getting good in here. Look at your neighbor. Do -do -do -do. <sighs> I'm all for, let's get lots of information. Let's get lots of knowledge. I love it. But at some stage, you have to do something with it. So you tell me all the Hebrew words that you know, tell me what you did with them. Did you go for a sail on that wheel within a wheel? Now that is ridiculous, Pastor Paul. Sila. On the 22nd of August 2016, in a Monday night prayer meeting, I said this by the Spirit. It's going to take an act of a supernatural source to change things because the state of the church is never going to do it. I've said this for ages. They prayed Peter out of jail, and what type of prayer was that? It wasn't bound to timings, it wasn't bound to nothing other than a yielding to the Spirit. But I have to be rested, ready for that, because if I just keep on the treadmill, on the treadmill, on the treadmill of life, I will, and I'm diminishing my influence physically. 
And that ultimately hinders my influence spiritually. Now, many of you have heard the prophecy by Tommy Hicks. I'm going to read some of this to you tonight. Because it's amazing how we salivate over what other people see. But can I ask you a question? What are you seeing? I'm not asking you to get weird and wonderful. I'll do that for you. But what I am asking is for you to go beyond the limitations of your cozy chair and morning coffee into the realms of the operations of God and find out once and for all the reason why you are here. You are not here first and foremost so that you can just have babies and put food on a table. You are here for a greater manifestation of a God nature. You are part of the eternal plan. Some of you don't agree. How many people know that this is the truth? You are part of an eternal plan. He said, if you are faithful over the little, I will make you ruler over much. This little of a span of 70 to 120 years is what will determine, predetermine, what are those things that we get to do the rest of eternity. How many people understand that? That's why you are not going there to learn the saxophone. <laughs> I believe heaven has its own musicians. Heaven was very good at creating its own music. Lucifer took it too far, thought that he didn't need the presence of God anymore, that he was the presence and he was only the instrument. When the instrument gets to the stage that they don't believe they need the presence, removals begin to happen. Sila. I'm, I'm working as hard as I can here tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit. How many people's getting something out of this? Well, I, I want 10 points. I think they're here. So Timmy, Tommy Hex, uh, Tommy, Timmy Hex, <laughs> Tom, Tommy, <laughs> Timmy Hex, <laughs> Tommy Hex. <laughs> Oh, Lord, don't make this any weirder than it is. <laughs> this is the miracle of it, reading his words, not mine. This is the miracle of it, the glorious miracle of it. These people would stretch forth their hands exactly as the Lord did, and it seemed the same liquid fire was in their hands. You know, I had never read this. I was on the mountain over at prayer, uh, uh, prayer Mountain in the Ozarks, 
I was ministering that morning with Sister Billy. It was about five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was early. And I was beginning to, like, get a little, you know, concerned because I'm ministering at 12 o'clock to all these thousands of people and I don't have anything. <laughs> but the Lord knows. You know, sometimes he won't show you things until the moment. You know why he does that? Because you will add to it. That is the fallacy, the, 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 the uh, what was that word? No, but that's good, but that's not it. Okay, two syllables sounds like <laughs> the folly of our humanity, the embellishment. You know, I'd speak to some of these old timers that were in some of these meetings that we hear people talk about, and they questioned whether they were in the same meeting or not. Because after three or four decades, things become very romanticized. And it leaves it like there's no meeting that we can have today that would ever resemble anything as glorious as a meeting that happened many years ago, which is wrong. We hear even at this church have had tremendous, phenomenal moves of the spirit. How many people can bear testimony to that? And in books, if the Lord tarries in 30 years, they will be looking at that the same way we're looking back at some of these other people. But what happens is that things become romanticized, embellished. I'm standing, I see the body of Christ. The body of Christ as one, that's a miracle in itself. The body of Christ as one. I saw her raise her arm like this. And there was a fire that came out of the arm of the body of Christ that did. It was beyond. And anything that was against, anything that needed to be removed was literally erased and obliterated. So was the power of God. Come on, let's receive this. So look at this then. Tommy, Tommy Hicks, this is the miracle of it, the glorious miracle of it. Those people would stretch forth their hands exactly as the Lord did, and it seemed the same liquid fire was in their hands, and they stretched forth their hands, and they said, according to my word, be thou made whole. I did not fully realize what was happening. I looked to the Lord and said, what is the meaning of this? And he said, this is that which I will do in the last days. I will restore all that the cankerworm and pummerworm and the caterpillar have destroyed. This my people in the end time shall go forth as a mighty army. Shall they shall sweep over the face of the earth. How shall they sweep over the face of the earth? Like a mighty army. 
As I was at this great height, I could behold the whole world. I watched these people as they were going to and fro over the face of the earth. A man from Africa would be transported in a moment by the Spirit of God to perhaps Russia or China or America or some other place and vice versa. These people went all over the world. They came through fire and pestilence and famine. Neither fire nor persecution, nothing seemed to stop them. I want you to shut it out. Nothing will stop me. Come on, say it like you mean it, nothing. Oh, say it again, nothing will stop me. There was not a long prayer. I never saw a church and the blind eyes were opened. There was not a long prayer. I never saw a church and I never saw or heard of a denomination. These people were going in the name of the Lord of hosts. They marched forward as the ministry of Christ in the end time and ministered to the multitudes all over the face of the earth. There was no big I and little you attitude. Every mountain was brought low. Every valley was exalted and they seemed to have one thing in common, a divine love that flowed forth from these people as they went together, worked together, and lived together. It was the theme of their lives. Then in the 22nd, again on the of August uh, 2016, Monday night prayer group, myself, I said this. In 2011 at Billy's meeting, I ministered with Brother Wiseman. And after that, I went to Collinsville, Illinois, not Collinsville, Oklahoma, Collinsville, Illinois. And we stayed at the Drury Inn. These ministers that had invited us in, they had picked us up in Branson and were conveying us to Indiana, Indianapolis, and uh, I needed to rest. So they booked us in to, Drury, uh, to the Drury Inn. There was a reason that I needed to rest. I had just worked under one of the strongest anointings I had ever experienced in my life to the point that I was not really truly able to function for two or three days properly. The Spirit of God had come so heavy in the service. I was there for a reason to do a certain thing at a certain time. And I even heard the Spirit of the Lord speak to me in the service as the Spirit was ministering, that is enough, leave now. I walked out the back, sat in a chair, and had to be helped, Karen can testify to this, helped to my room. It was early in the morning. I was still out of it, truly, Spirit of God, the anointing. And I had to go to this other destination to minister. But this anointing did not subside, nor did it abate. At 5 o'clock in the morning, in the hotel room, in the Drury Lane, I sat bolt upright in the bed, and I had an open vision. The wall in front of me disappeared, and I saw a fire coming like a ball to the earth. But it was a massive cloud. And it was a massive cloud that kept enfolding into itself and grew with greater intensity the closer that it got to earth, hit the earth with such a cataclysmic effect that I knew everything had changed and the day of fire had arrived. I didn't know these things that Brother Hagen also had visions of the fire and, and many other people. I'll read on. 
So another time at Billy's during the period of time when I was helping Billy with noon time prayer meetings, 2009 and 2010, and I saw the body of Christ, but I saw the body, and I just alluded this to you, but I want to read it to you because it's here in print. And I uh, saw the body of Christ lift its arm, and I knew that the firepower of the church in the end of days was going to be like something we have never witnessed nor heard of before. And by an act of the church, we're going to see things happen supernaturally of the enemy's houses fall. Like vast arms of what the enemy is trying to do just annihilated in an instant. If you believe that, shout a big amen. So with what Brother Hagen saw in 1963, and so then I looked into the spirit realm and I saw falling upon that mount a ball of fire from heaven. I saw that, me, personally in 2011, that the closer this ball of fire got to the earth, the, the larger, the bigger it got. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Hagen saw it like this. And then when it came to the earth, it divided into small balls or sparks of fire that fall, fell upon men. And I saw an army of men rise up. It seemed as though their hands were fire. I received this. When I was on that mountain in 2009, 2010, I saw fire come out of the hand of that arm. The fire shot out. I wrote here, hallelujah, I am ready for this. Let's just worship the Lord. I am ready for this. The reason that I'm saying this about rest and the rest of God is because I believe this is going to be such a supernatural outworking like something we are not familiar with. And I went into many tongues. And then I came out into English and I said, we are working at this. And I know that you are all too, but there's a tipping. A tipping that something happens that instead of it always feeling like pushing pushing something's going to happen i believe we're and i went back into tongues it's going to take an act of supernatural source to change things because the state of the church is never going to do it i've said for ages they prayed peter out of jail what type of prayer was that i know we all know but i'm saying what type of prayer was that that they were able to get a heavenly outworking going on as they prayed. What type of prayer was that? It wasn't bound to timings. It wasn't bound to nothing other than a yielding to the Spirit. And I went into much more tongues. But I have to be rested, ready for that. Because if I just keep keeping on on the treadmill, on the treadmill, on the treadmill of life, I'm diminishing my influence physically, and that hinders me spiritually. Just lift your hand.
hands and pray in the spirit. We will post this again, all of this on our community page so that you can see these things. But I sense in this room a workings. I sense the Lord wooing and I sense an invitation. I sense him asking, don't you know that this and I am so supernatural? I believe tonight that there are things that the Lord wants to show us and things that the Lord will have us do. Places to go and for him to work through you, to do things in prayer that we never thought could ever be done. But yet, what he asks for when we come together is that we work as one. Not one off doing their own thing, but together, together, together working as one to know what the Spirit can bring, can bring the answers and solutions for many and mankind to operate in the Spirit, come on, and bypass the mind. Stop looking for me, says the Spirit in places that you don't have to be but look for me look for me for i am the god of eternity father i've ministers this tonight just father god a hunger for more and like you said to John, to step through that door. Father, so much awaits for all of us, each and every one. So much of heaven to work within us, so much to be done. And so, Father, we stand on the earth in a time, in an hour like this. Are we ready, I ask? Are we ready for this? But teach us, teach us your ways in the way that we should go and cause us as a people to truly tap in to your spirit's flow. It's time, Father, to not only watch the things that you do, but for me, Father, to do those things that you do. Jesus himself said, greater works than these shall you do. Father, he did it. He conquered and he displayed your heart of heaven on earth and brought to us a revelation of a greater worth, a worth beyond this world to know, a worth 
that grows within us. So Father, this night, as a people and a work, we ask you, reveal to us the hidden things that you said were fenced in as we call unto you. Manjula papapadajula papapadazula papapadazula manjula papapadajula papapadazula papapadazula grow us father grow us grow our capacity grow grow our hunger grow this fire within us Reveal to us our time. Reveal to us your plan. Reveal to us as that path grows brighter and brighter that lies ahead. Reveal to us that we see things that we've never saw, do things that we've never done. Expect, Father God, things of a supernatural workings. Come on, it's beautiful. Listen to that sound that's coming out of your mouths. Listen to the hunger to operate in the things of the Spirit. What does that look like? What does that look like for you and me? Think about Daniel. 
he couldn't even stand on his feet, fell to his hands and his knees, trembling under the power of God when heaven showed up. Was completely undone, strength left him. This is not abnormal. Come on. This began to break things open. This began to see things open. This began to see these thin places began to be places of a pouring out. of a nature that we've never seen. Miracles, miracles of a nature that we've never seen. Miracles of a nature that we've never seen. I'm ready, Father. I want to see the extraordinary. I want to see arms grow wide. I want to see legs grow wide. I want to see people get new body parts. I want to see people get new eyes. I want to see people, come on, the lame leap. Come on, do you believe that tonight? Is that your heart? Do you hunger for that? I hunger for that. I want to see city, cities on fire. I want to see Tulsa on fire. I want to see the city burn with the fire of heaven. I want to be part of that number. I want to be part of the operations of God. I want to be part of the end times church. I want to be part of that army of God. In the name of Jesus, Come on, everybody. Come on. If just having a good church could do it, then it would be over. But it's going to take more than a good church. It's going to take the church of Jesus Christ, the power of Almighty God, the ecclesia, the anointing of heaven being manifested in people like you, in people like me, going everywhere, here, there, and everywhere. Come on, God is on the move, and we are moving with Him. From the first moment that you prayed, heaven went into operation. You talk about warfare, 
When you read the book of Daniel, you talk about the power of prayer, the power of consistent prayer. And even when persecution came, Daniel said, I will pray. And he didn't go and hide. He went to the same place to do the same thing that he always did. And because of his consistency, heaven was able to wage a war and heaven was able to break through. I want you to shut it out. Breakthroughs happening everywhere. Come on, say it like you mean it. Breakthroughs happening everywhere. There are things that you're waiting on. It's about to manifest. There are things that you've been praying about, but you didn't keep praying. It's time to pick it up again. It's time to lay hold of it again. It's time to lay hold of what God is doing. It's time to lay hold of what the Spirit is doing. Oh, many people can hear what the Spirit's saying tonight? How many people can feel this pastor's heart? How many people believe we're going to see this city changed? This is what we're here for. We're not here just to do another work. Guys, feel me. I don't live my life to create worship services. I don't live my life to gather a few people so that they can listen to me. Have three services a week so that we can receive offerings. I don't live my life like that. That is not why I exist. And yet I fear that that is what the church has become. A place of planning, a place of organizing songs, message and offerings. Yet what brought the power in the early church was the agonizing of the saints.
and their refusal for people to stay the same. I declare it that power is coming to your family. Oh, I don't know if you get this tonight. How many people are tired of religion? Wave at me right now, I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of it. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm ready for something else. I'm, I'm ready for power. I'm ready for demonstration. I'm, I'm ready for the outbreak of heaven. I'm ready to see people's lives changed. I'm, I'm ready to see his presence change everything. I'm ready. Take your seats just for a couple of moments. I'm nearly finished. Forgive me, I had lost all track of time. How many people knows that's a good thing? I was saying at the end of this morning's service, I don't know, I'm gonna start worship or something like that at 9.30 and back it up so that, because we're running out of time in our Sunday mornings. God has so much to do and so much to say. How many people understand that? And it's getting harder and harder to pack it in in a two-hour service. For some of you, that sounds like a horror. But to me, in Hebrews 1, and this is where we're going to finish tonight. It says in verse 2 and reading on, but in the last of these days, he has spoken to us in the person of a son, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things. Also by and through whom he created the worlds and the reaches of space and the ages of time. He made, produced and built, operated and arranged them in order. He is the sole expression of the glory of God the light being the outraying or radiance of the divine. And he is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. Isn't that beautiful? He is the sole expression. the glory of God, the light being the outraying or radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature. You have to say it again.
in verse 4. Taking a place in a rank by which he himself became a much superior to angels as the glorious name, which he has inherited and different from and more excellent than theirs. Verse 5. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you, established you in an official sonship relation with kingly dignity. And again, I will be to him a father, and he will be to me a son. I love this. In verse 13, besides to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand, associated with me in my royal dignity, till I make your enemies a stool for your feet. In verse 14, completely supernatural. Are not the angels all ministering spirits, servants, sent out in the service of God for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation. I want you to say this, I am not on my own. How many people understand that? tonight we're going to give of our substance to the Lord we're going to take of what he's given us and bless him it's an act of worship continual worship we thank him to those that are watching online wherever you are it's a beautiful thing to be in the presence of the Lord and to see his hand so mightily upon each and every one of us and I pray for everyone that is watching tonight, that you heard the heart of what was said. Because you can go from a meeting like this and judge it intellectually and miss. And miss the very substance of the meal that heaven cooked up for us that was delicious. believe you're going to see more in the days to come. Stuff you will not even have to talk about. And stuff you don't have to write books about.